Thank you for joining me here on Apostolic Fire. This is Apostle Kathy Coppola, and I am here to teach you how to walk on fire in the Lord, how to walk in your rightful calling, how to lay your hands upon the sick and see them recover, how to cast out demons, how to live on fire and impart that which has been imparted into you. And don't forget, I love to hear your feedback. Send me an email, kathycoppola at gmail.com. Or go right to my website, kathycopola.org. Let me know what has God done in your life since listening to Apostolic Fire. There's four centuries of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Four centuries of silence. Where was this promised Messiah? It was promised in the Old Testament. They knew that the word was coming to pass. It was a prophecy. But where was this, where was this Messiah? Four centuries of silence. The Jewish people were waiting for the word of the prophets to come true. And then suddenly, I don't you love the suddenlies of God, you know, four centuries of silence, but then suddenly the angel Gabriel makes an appearance. And in this appearance makes an announcement, an announcement to to a teenage girl and announces his birth, the birth of the Messiah, an incredible birth, an incredible announcement. Jesus was a direct descendant of King David. Now we know that in the gospel account of Matthew, he lists the genealogy, right? This is one of the accounts that lists the genealogy. So Jesus was a direct descendant of King David, preserving and fulfilling his royal line as the rightful heir and as well as the descendant of Abraham, the father of Israel. Now, the, all these things are important as we go through the gospel of Matthew, that you that you understand these things because it's going to add the depth. It's going to add the richness to everything that I'm going to teach you in the next few weeks. We're going to doing we're going to do a study of the book of Matthew, and we're taking our time. We're going to cross reference. You're going to you're going to come away from this time if you join in and you listen to this study to the teachings. You're going to come away with such a wealth of of knowledge and an understanding, a depth of understanding in your heart, not just your head, of who this Jesus, this King this king of the world, this savior of the world, this royal lineage, you know, who this kingdom that we are a part of, who he is. You're going to have a really good grasp of this. And that's what's important. We need this. We need this. Say, I need this. I need this. So the word gospel does not just mean good news. You've heard it. It means good news. It does mean good news, but it doesn't only mean good news. It also means the preaching of the good news. And that's important. You might say, Apostle Kathy, why is that so important? The good news is not just the theology of Jesus. It's not just theology. We don't read just for an understanding of knowledge. The good news is the telling. It's the telling of the stories of a, of a real person and real people. The good news, the preaching of the good news is the telling of, of, of the stories and of the teachings that really unfold who our king is, King Jesus. And it's important that we understand that Jesus is the king. He's not just a baby born in a manger. He's not just the Messiah 
He, he is not just the, the, the savior of the world, although he is, and these are incredible statements, but he is the Messiah, the King, King Jesus, the King who has a kingdom whom we serve together with on this, in this kingdom, but there is a King. Amen. There is one that is speaking forth and decreeing the truth. And then there is, then there are all of us that are backing up and decreeing kingdom principles, kingdom truth. In a world that we live in, in an age that we live in, that's trying to stupefy your mind, trying to dub you down, trying to introduce and subtly seduce you and indoctrinate you into the ways and the disgusting ways of this world, you better believe that you need to be grounded in the word of truth. When you start seeing pictures of men in cartoon caricatures that are pregnant and nobody, no, nobody or barely anybody gets upset about it. You've got some, you've got some subtle indoctrination and dubbing down of truth and hardening of hearts, which is exactly the enemy's agenda. But the truth sets you free. It's in knowing the truth. It says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When you know the truth, as I've taught you before, it is not just the truth that sets you free. The truth in and of itself will not set you free. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't know the truth, if you just, if it's just truth, as powerful as it may be, it doesn't have the power to set you free until you know it. It's the word says that you shall know. You have to know the truth in order for it to be set to setting you free. It's just like salvation in and of itself will not save you. It will not rescue you from the dominion of darkness and from your own sin. But when you know salvation, when you've understood it, when you have applied it to yourself is when it sets you free. Just salvation in and of itself, right there, out there, it doesn't save you. But it's your knowing, your understanding, and your acceptance, your, your receiving of that truth that sets you free. So it's important, as we said through the gospel account of Matthew, that, and we're going to cross-reference with the other gospels. We're going to do an in-depth study of the word of the gospel of Matthew over the next weeks, however long it takes us. It's important that you get the foundational truths set because we have a world that's trying to indoctrinate even the church. When you see pictures of pregnant men and it's just posed as cute, it's not cute. There's nothing cute about it. They're trying to take and remove God out of the picture, but they've always tried to do that. And they might as well give up because Lucifer already tried that and he failed miserably, right? He failed miserably. And so there's no threat here. We know the truth. We know the truth. And once we know the truth, the truth sets us free. We have the power of God. But the, the, the alarming part is how many believers fall for the tactics of dubbing down truth uh, and going for what quote unquote seems to be cute when in reality, it's a diabolical, disgusting lie that's meant to entrap you, seduce you and blind you, gag you until it kills you. So you need to know the truth. You need to know the truth and you need to know the truth that sets you free. 
Amen. So the gospel does not just mean good news. It also means the preaching of the good news. So in other words, it's not, it's not just theology. It's not just facts. It is not just, you know, the, the, these are not just factual statements. You know, the word of God mean filled with faith, filling with filled with theology. It is actually the telling, the telling of stories and of literal teachings that unfold who Jesus, our King truly is. In John 1, 1, the word says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So, and in 1 John 1, 1, it says that which was from the beginning, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. These two scriptures right here set the stage in explaining that Jesus is the son of God. He, he is eternal and he is without beginning. Jesus, these two scriptures, John 1, 1 and 1 John 1, 1, lay a foundation for us as we enter into the study of the gospel of Matthew, that it lays this foundation and explains that Jesus is God, that Jesus is eternal and he is without beginning. In other words, he always was. He always was. We have we have a culture that is trying to remove God and, of course, is trying to remove Jesus from the picture. But saints of God, know your word. Know your Bible. Be armed with truth. Truth is the sword which cuts, divides, heals, which performs his word perfectly. Amen? So we must know the truth. He was eternal, is eternal. He has no beginning. He, right? No beginning, no end. He is forever. He is eternal. He is the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God. Amen? The book of Matthew presents Jesus as God's anointed one. The anointed one, full of power. Hallelujah. The Hebrew name for Jesus is Yeshua. Yeshua. And it means Yahweh is salvation. Yeshua. Every time you say Yeshua, you are saying Jesus. You're saying Jesus or Yahweh is salvation. Yeshua. Salvation. Salvation. The saving of souls. The saving of souls from an utter death of eternity in the in the in in the pit of hell salvation of souls that's what you're saying salvation yeshua jesus salvation the salvation of souls from eternal death and damnation another thing to point out and to notice in the gospel of matthew right in the beginning right in the genealogy is that there are five women that are included in in the in the genealogy in the gospel account in matthew that's Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Five women that are listed in the genealogy, which is very significant. It's very significant um, just being that it was a male dominant period of time. And so, but these five women were listed. And the other important fact is that these five women, at least some of them, don't all have this wonderful, glorious past, but they have pasts, pasts that would 
pose them and position them as less than things to be shamed and shameful of. But God takes that which is shameful and utterly turns it around and redeems it for the glory of God, if you let him. If you let him. And then, of course, we've got sweet Mary, mother of Jesus, which was innocent and young, but a precious woman of God that took God at his word and stood in faith and didn't allow the fear of man, the opinions of men, or tradition to stop her from following after the will of God. Amen? So good. Hallelujah. And one last thing that I want to point out is Matthew 1, 16. Matthew 1, 16. This is where it lists all of the genealogy here. And then it says, verse 1, 16. Jacob begot Joseph. Um, so in other words, J Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. When you back up, you know, in the genealogy, you see here, we've got, we've got Abraham begot Isaac, you know, I, Abraham, the father of Isaac, Isaac, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, Perez begot Herzon, Herzon begot Ram, Ram, you know, and it goes on and on, Ram begot Abinadab. But when it gets to verse 16, it says, and Jacob begot Joseph, the so Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Jesus is named the husband of Mary, not the father. He says, Jesus is named as, sorry, um, Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary. So Joseph is named as the husband of Mary, not the father of Jesus. So I mean, we know that the father of Jesus is God, but even in the genealogy where we, we have all these, the men, and then we all the fathers are listed to the sons, right? And then there's got a few women that are sprinkled in there, right? Um, you know, the sister of, um, the wife of, right? But, but, in, but when it comes to Jesus, it's very unique because it doesn't list his father's name at all. It lists all the father's names. But when it comes to verse 16, it says, Jacob begot Joseph. So Jacob, you know, father of Joseph. Joseph, the husband of, not the father of, Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is also called Christ. So another, another pointing that, that the father of Jesus is God Almighty. Amen. So it's just, these are things that we're going to go through that, that are some, for some you, you'll know. And for others, it's going to be in, you know, your eyes are going to be open to, wow, it was always there, but you're going to see now what maybe you didn't see before. Amen. So that, that, you know, these are just powerful things. The gospel of Matthew seeking first the kingdom. God tells us in this word to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening to Apostolic Fire. We invite you to visit our website at www.kathycopola.org and check out the resources and tools to ignite the fire of God in your life. While you're at the website, 
Don't forget to sign up for our weekly email list and stay up to date with all that the Lord is doing at Kathy Coppola International Ministries. Follow us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please be sure to share this podcast with your friends. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tune in next week for the next episode of Apostolic Fire.